Peanuts Gallery is brought to you today by real estate. Real estate. It's what every kid wants for Christmas. Real estate. Once I have written a theme song, it will go here. This is Peanuts Gallery. I'm Molly Lewis. And I'm Josh A. Kagan. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, this is our annual Xmas special where we revisit uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas. And today we have an exceptionally special guest. And I think one of the first pr- people who have actively... Uh, harangued us on Twitter to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and uh, folks of all ages, uh, we have Ms. Lee Lahav today. Uh, Lee is an animator and writer and bon vivant, all around funny person. Uh, her website, onlylee.com, takes you to her YouTube site, uh, where she has basically like more views than anybody else on the planet. Even those like YouTube dudes who just like dab and make fun of people's shoes. She's got more of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well deserved. Uh, yes, very much so. Everything uh, you love, she's made a cartoon about. This is absolutely true. She has done a, her most recent is a Doctor Who cartoon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she has done a mashup of Frozen and Orange is the New Black called Frozen is the New Black, which was, has 1,000 million zillion <laughs> views. Uh, but the reason, one of the reasons why she's here today is because last year she took the internet by storm uh, with a mashup of Stranger Things and A Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, And she hit us up on Twitter because she quite rightfully noticed uh, that everyone we have talked to, with the exception of Kathleen, who's up in Canada, uh, is an American and has a kind of North American USA POV on the Peanuts canon, but she does not because she did her growing up in Israel. Uh, so, hello, Lee. How Hi, are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming in, and thank you so much for uh, bugging us on Twitter. Everyone on Twitter, that just works. Yeah. So get- just, just hit us up. And as long as you can make it to Los Angeles and my wife's office slash our podcasting studio, you too can talk about Charlie Brown cartoons. <laughs> Lee, uh, what was your growing up? What was your first exposure to the Peanuts canon? So, okay, we don't get uh, the animation, or I think we, we probably got the comics at some point, but not that I remember. It's not part of our culture at all. Uh, however, Snoopy is big there in the same sense that Hello Kitty is big here. It's kind of like a, a, an icon, kind of like a A thing on a coffee mascot. mugs and yeah. posters. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Snoopy. Everyone knows who Snoopy is. Uh, Peanuts is like vaguely familiar. The characters are familiar. Uh, but no one really knows the canon. No one really knows uh, the, the cartoons at all. Uh, so yeah, so that was sort of my exposure. However, I specifically was interested in American culture, I did live here when I was very, very tiny, until I was like six or seven. Yeah, or your eight. bio said you were born in Manhattan. Yes, I was born in uh, in New York, and uh, I did live in Los Angeles, but I remember mostly Looney Tunes and stuff like that. I don't remember watching Peanuts. Uh, so I, I am, and I was interested, I got interested in animation and in all sorts of things that we don't, we didn't get over there, and we did get over there. Uh, I, but however, I, I did see the Christmas special, like, only, like, six or seven years ago, something like that. 
uh, when I was, when I, when I studied, uh, animation and I was just kind of, uh, looking around stuff and I was like, oh, I, I never watched the Christmas special. I should watch that. I did watch some of the cartoons. I don't remember which ones, but yeah, that was my first real exposure to this specific special was, uh, se- seven, six, six or seven years. years ago. So as a, as a grown person. Yes. Um, how odd it must be, or was it odd at all? Like, because we all think of Hello Kitty, uh, a great sort of analog uh, to uh, international mascot Snoopy. We all think of Hello Kitty as something that's just like on T-shirts and posters and coffee mugs and pencils and whatever. Um, was it weird for you to sort of discover that Snoopy was more than just a thing on pencils and drinking glasses? Like, oh. it would be weird to think that Hello Kitty... like. It turns out Hello Kitty is actually like a captain of industry or has this rich inner life. Oh, man. I mean, I, even though I watched it like six, seven years ago, uh, I did I, – I knew about like the whole franchise like as a teen. Uh, so, I mean, I think the thing that most surprised me, I remember when I was a teen, when I started kind of uh, discovering that is uh, that he's a minor character. <laughs> I mean, kind of. That's, that's sort of uh, – that he's a minor character in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I can't, pre- I don't, I don't remember myself kind of being, holy shit, there's a whole thing around it. I knew that that existed. I mean, I think I was most surprised that Hello Kitty was not a part of anything. That is <laughs> yeah. weird when you realize that. <laughs> because, you know, you come from a culture where you kind of assume, okay, this is probably something I don't know that has to do with American culture. Because, you know, uh, as a kid, I don't, I know that a lot of par- American parents don't let their children watch um, didn't let their children watch like Simpsons or stuff mm-hmm. like that. We, we, our parents didn't give a shit. Like we watched <laughs> everything. Like I think kids still, I remember I worked in a DVD store and a kid, uh, in Israel and a kid like 12 years old, he wanted to rent out Saw. And I was like, no kid, I can't. And I was like, no, but my dad is fine with it. Come on. I was like, no kid, I can't. It's like, I'm afraid to watch this. Come on. And then his, and then, and then his dad came over and I was like, oh, give him, give him the, give him the DVD. And I was like, listen, this is like, uh, what it was, R rated, 18 and up. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and he was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Ran him out. It's fine. It's fine. That, that's the, that's kind of the, uh, you know, the culture over there. Like, I don't know, I don't know how it is right now. I guess parents are a little, maybe got a little more conservative. Uh, but at the time, like, we watched everything. I watched South Park when I was like 10. Like, no one gave a shit. Well, uh, I'll tell you, five minutes in, we're already talking about sauce. So check that one off the list. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> we're clipping along at a great pace. So, uh, yeah, where, where was I? Where was the? Oh, we're just, uh, I was distracted. Sort of the, the general sort of lack of context for these peanuts oh, yeah. characters. So, so I mean, so a lot of, you know, watching Simpson, watching a lot of, parody shows uh we uh, we were acquainted with okay there's a whole world uh that i'm probably not you know as a kid when you watch a parody or like a reference you get that it's a reference even though you don't know what that is yes Yes, exactly i just experienced that the other day because i am a luddite who only watch uh watches the food network and (laughs) uh, tj hooker reruns uh i haven't seen stranger things yet uh but i but obviously, I wanted to uh, watch your video. Mm-hmm. And uh, the good news is, and I will say this to uh, my fellow uh, folks out there who uh, who seem to be allergic to new television, um, <laughs> as long as you have a pop culture understanding from like your friends' tweets and water cooler talk, uh, and know the most basic things about Stranger Things, uh, and have seen any Peanuts special, uh, it's wonderful. 
And it's very easy to grasp. And Stranger Things has become one of those things that's wedged itself so sideways in the uh, pop culture conscious that it's it's tough to not know things about it. But uh, growing up, like, I, I kind of had the same thing. Like, there were a lot of movies. Like, I didn't see The Exorcist until I was, like, in my 20s. But I had seen all the parodies of it. Um, did seeing the parodies... So you've seen parodies of Charlie Brown and things of that yeah. nature. Did that color... When you came to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas six or seven years ago, what was your general attitude towards it? Well, I mean, th- this is actually a funny thing. I knew... The like I, I was familiar with parts in it. I don't even remember how. It's it's one of those things where you grew up and you, I probably saw like a scene or something like that. Um, I will first of all before talking about myself, I will talk about my husband who only watched it last year before we created the video, and that was an interesting experience because he knew nothing of it. Like I knew bits and pieces. I knew the characters. He knew nothing. And uh, for him, it was really interesting because he, he pointed out like every, every couple of scenes. Oh, this was in South Park. Oh, this was yeah. in Simpsons. Oh, I get that now. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was like interesting. Like I had like, I wasn't really surprised at any point when I watched for the first time, but he was, and it was really interesting. So for me, I watched it like, you know, um, years ago, uh, I fell in love instantly i just i loved it so much uh it's it's weird because you know also like my husband also really liked it it kind of tapped into something that we both like which is you know a certain melancholy uh that you don't see in a lot of uh christmas uh movies and i'd go as far as to see any any. christmas movies (laughs) which 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 again is the appeal of it like i really i i got the appeal of it very quickly the pacing was interesting. It was kind of like a dreamlike experience of something new and like very, very different. Yeah. And, and speaking for both Molly and myself, having now watched a million zillion peanut specials, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy to report it's literally the only one like that. Uh, yeah. And going back and watching it today and yesterday, I was reminded like, well, this worked for them, and then they turned around and ran away from doing stuff like this as quickly as possible. Maybe a little in the first movie, A Boy Named Charlie Brown, but besides that. Yeah, and it, almost unanimously, this one is the favorite. And I think the only, like, the silver medalist is maybe Charlie Brown Halloween, the Great yeah. Pumpkin. Um, but, and and for kind of the same reasons that you've said, is there's this sort of melancholy and there's this sort of dreamlike pace to it, and... I think in our uh, revisit of it last year, our guest uh, was it was it Nicole Deaker? Was it our guest? Yeah, yeah. She said she kind of pointed out that Christmas is both kind of happy and sad for a lot of people, and this is really the only Christmas special that sort of encapsulates mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's 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 just uh, after I, I created you know the, the, that Stranger Things uh, video, a lot of my Israeli friends who never watched the special watched it for the first time. And they they approached me like I don't I don't understand I don't understand it's weird it's bad and I'm like no you don't get it and uh, I, I, well it's true because I mean some of them did like it but um it's just a very very different mentality um I don't know I I I was very interested in I'm very interested in like animation of that period the um I forgot what it's called the uh, stop motion ones oh, so Rankin, Rankin and Bass, Bass. Rankin Bass. Yes. Like, it's just there's a special I like. Um, that a bit low tech quality. They have all all of these uh, Christmas special. There's something that's so special about them, uh, but also it's really good at capturing a certain uh, spirit of you know that that adults and and, and kids feel too. Uh, specifically, you know your holidays. 
um, everything that you celebrate, um, holidays, graduation, stuff like that is very, very big and, and, and fatal here. It's like everything is a big deal. And that's very, um, th- that's nerve wracking. That's really like, I, 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 you know, um, that's something I always tell people here. I don't like Disneyland and I don't like Disney World. And the reason I don't like them is because when I get there, I get super nervous and super, um, like heavy and melancholy. And it's, it's just weird to me, uh, that feeling of, Ooh, you have to be happy now and you need to celebrate and need everything. And I get there and I just like, Oh, I want to leave. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> in, in America, in, uh, or the United States of America, I don't want to speak for the entire continent. Uh, but, uh, fun is a thing that must be had. <laughs> it's not in the constitution, but it might as well be. Uh, and there is that low level panic around any quote-unquote fun activity that we've got to get out there and we've got to have the most fun possible or we won't end up going to heaven or something. I'm not really (laughs) sure. But there is an incredible amount of pressure that we as Americans put on ourselves to prove that we're having the most fun. Well, because the pursuit of happiness is in our constitution, is it not? You're absolutely right. It's one of the three things that we have to pursue. Well, I take it back. It's been a while since I've looked at it and somebody (laughs) told me it was fake news. So I don't read it anymore. <laughs> um, although, I can't, yeah, I guess when they say the pursuit of happiness, that has that's wide reaching. I don't know if that means having the most lights being in pelted front of your with, house. yeah, <laughs> being whacked about the face and neck with fun. Yeah, no, I mean, and a lot of the Peanuts holiday specials are about like the perform, the expectation, like that you this feeling like you have to perform. Like I'm having such a good time because it's Thanksgiving, you know. Like I have to get together. Well, with I my have friend. to bake all of this food. I, to I make all, all this toast. Yeah. yeah, and it's also very, you know, very fatal, like very big because you, 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 you know, um, your relatives are very far, live very far away. Right. And then you see them and, and you have to stick, like, stuck with them. And no, Israel is tiny. You see your relatives all the time. <laughs> You're sick of everyone. <laughs> not, not, not really because nothing, <laughs> nothing is such a big deal. Like the holidays are kind of small. It's like, oh yeah, let's, let's make, it. like maybe the, the, the most similar one is Passover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, I always say people always, um, talk about Christmas and then they talk about how Monica is kind of a counterpoint. And I always say, no, Passover is... Yeah. You're both Jewish? Uh, no. I am... Uh, <laughs> I, my my dad is... My dad was Jewish. Okay. I mean, I guess he's in spirit, he still is. Uh, so I am technically not... You know the drill. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I was... Uh, I grew up kind of being shuttled back and forth. My parents uh, divorced. Uh, and uh, so I was kind of shuttled back and forth between celebrating uh, the Jewish holidays on my dad's side and then uh, the most secular of the Catholic slash Christian holidays on mm-hmm. my mom's side. My, neither my mom nor dad, uh, were particularly religious. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's family was a lot more religious and my mom's family was just sort of like, we have a tree. Here's some food. Here are some presents. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm obviously talking about, you know, the, 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 I grew up around like secular, uh, people, we did celebrate the holidays. It didn't mean that much to us, but it was kind of, you know, it's, it's tradition. But my memories is always, uh, oh, now there's the holiday and it's not very like, uh, it doesn't grab you from everywhere it's like not, here. As they say a million zillion times in the, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, it is not commercial. Holidays um, aren't necessarily yeah, commercial. Yeah, but, just because they're, mm, I'm trying to think because I, I guess they are in some way, uh, but 
different from here because it's not that much of a big deal. Right. Yeah, there's in not a way, like a month and a half like yeah. build up to Passover. Mattress yeah. stores aren't having yeah. Passover sales <laughs> specifically. I'm trying to think in, in Israel. Yeah, you you start seeing things like a week. You know, it's mostly about food. You start, <laughs> when, when they, it's like a month before. It's like you have to get ready to make that Passover dinner. Like and and that's something. Maybe Passover is is the most like. As a kid, I remember being the most nervous about that because I didn't like it so much. Because right. it's, uh, first of all, because you can't eat bread. And I love bread. I mean, just yeah. in, just in the holidays and, and the other days we had like in the freezer, we, we didn't give a shit. But I mean, but, but yeah, but I mean, you can, there's a lot of things you can and can't do. And it's very big and you see the whole family and you need to dress up nice. That's my, maybe the closest thing in, in kind of in, in anxiety and performance anxiety. Uh, but still, it's not, it's not about being happy and like, ooh, happy and everything. It's more, this is tradition and we need to do this. Yeah. Are there, or were there, and, and forgive my ignorance. Please. I, I, I only am aware of what happens on my block, uh, like a true American. <laughs> um, were there animated Passover and Hanukkah specials? Was there a culture, was there a pop cultural children's TV aspect. Now, to now you're touching a, a painful uh, place where the entertainment industry in Israel is not developed, and this is why I'm here yeah. uh, as an animator. Uh, just because, yes, there were, but mostly like low-tech, very uh like, you know, the children's channel would make like a special and would be kind of, there was one for um what was it, for Hanukkah, I think? It was kind of a parody on Star Trek. It was awesome. Okay, this is incredible. <laughs> okay, we're scrapping yes, this podcast. I, 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 <laughs> I, really, it was. I, I wish uh, it's it's really hard to translate because it has so much Israeli in jokes, but it was like awesome. And I just and, and another one for Porium, uh, which was also kind of uh, 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 another also Star Trek. I don't know why. Porium's the big kids' holiday. Yeah. Well, what Porium? Uh, yeah, it was the kids love it. Love it because you know also dress. You always you also dress up and everything. But still, it's not a thing. Like here, it's a. Uh, Ooh, it needs to be with a theme, and it's scary, and it's like Halloween, and uh, per- Permis? Hmm? No, over here in the Halloween. Oh yeah, and oh, Permis yeah. is just like we dress up. No, my only memory, I think I went to a friend's synagogue once when I was growing up, and Purim, my only memory of it was like kids running around in a circle, hitting drums and pots <laughs> and pans. Like, I'm not sure. That sounds what, fun, though. It totally, it's totally fun. I have no idea what it had to do with the holiday. Possibly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, the holiday is mainly the reason it exists. You need to be happy and happy as costumes. But again, it's a different kind of happy. It's more like, uh, I don't know. I think there's, there's a general s- sense of kind of sarcasm and cynicism and Judaism in generally. Like, eh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, how, really, you, you go, you go in Israel and you ask someone like, how are you? And like, eh, fine. <laughs> that's, that's like the general reaction. And when they act like this here, people are like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm just like generally unhappy, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> see, that sounds right in conjunction with the with the Charlie Brown Christmas. Like, yeah, that's basically like because you know Christmas is a time when you're supposed to squish down those feelings because baby Jesus or something. Yeah. Right. What context is there for Christmas in Israel? I mean, it exists. You know, Israel, obviously, it exists. Yeah, Israel is very Americanized in terms of you know the content that we receive because for a long time there it was kind of hard to create content in Israel. There are movies, there is TV, but very little, and it's very now it's kind of developing. Uh, but it's not like a big deal. We still get most of uh, the media and everything from the U.S. To to the point of the, like there's a big piracy issue over there. So to the point of like Game of Thrones, I think they air there at the same time. Like 4 a.m. over there. Right. 
Like it's, it's, it, we get everything. Um, so obviously everyone knows about Christmas because we watch it in the movies and you watch it in everything. Of course. Um, every time I'm getting asked, like, how are Americans like perceived in Israel? I say, I mean, all kinds of ways, but I think the major one is, um, kind of like, oh, I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to say movie stars, but, um, like, Ooh, I'm, I'm watching, uh, yeah, I guess kind of like movie stars just because, um, you know, we're used to this language. We're used to this, um, mentality and culture from our TV and from our movies. So like coming here for the first time three years ago and like experiencing Christmas for the first time in years was like, Oh, we're, we're in, we're in a, we're in a special. We're in <laughs> like we actually said like, Oh, we're, we're in a Christmas special of our coming to the U.S. now. <laughs> I have to imagine it's like mainlining Christmas directly into your jugular. Like you must have just been overwhelmed with Christmas. I, I okay. <laughs> Contrary to everything I said here, we love it. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, no, yeah. No, oh, I didn't think yeah, you didn't yeah. love it. I just meant like I can't imagine getting the the concept of America because specifically American Christmas in like dribs and drabs and movies and the occasional TV special, and then coming here and being at like the Grove or yeah. whatever or some mall or some place that's just decked out. It must be just like being. It, it's like getting all of the Christmas at once. Yes. Like when Neo learns Kung Fu in The Matrix, <laughs> only it's Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it is a little watered down because it's LA and it is like warmer and it, you this know, there's is no true. snow For and sure. everything. So maybe it's like an, uh. The Grove does have fake snow though. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's, so, so, so it's, it's kind of a, an easier transition maybe. Sure. I think if it was like, I don't know, in, in, New England or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it would be like, oh, oh, too much, too much, <laughs> too, too much Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> too much Christmas. TMC. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, it's, it's like, oh, the, the Americans holiday. It's not even a Christian holiday. Like, I, I, th- I don't think it's even perceived here as a Christian holiday anymore. Well, well only well. when it counts. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. only when someone says happy holidays to you, then suddenly. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly there are, there are conservative types who are like, there's a war on Christmas. When you say happy holidays, you're making the baby American Jesus cry. Uh, I mean, so we do get people who think that we've taken too much of the Christ out of Christmas. The reason why I brought up your, uh, kind of what your exposure and perception of Christmas is, is because so much of the Charlie Brown Christmas special is about the sort of trappings and frippery of Christmas and then at the very end of it Linus just kicks back and just recites the Bible just recites yeah. a giant <laughs> passage from the Bible um, and certainly as someone who did not grow up religious uh, I found my eyes glazing over for that part as a little kid and I'm curious how like and you showed it to you, you just mentioned like Oren your hus- uh, husband saw it uh, mm-hmm. for the first time last year and your friends watched it how does the and when the first time you saw it how did that sort of big Bible smack in the face treat you? Uh, I mean, it it didn't feel like out of place. It was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is a Christmas special. This is something that makes sense. Uh, I didn't really see it, you know, because what's happening in the special, it is a performance. He's standing on stage. He's performing to the audience, which is us. So it did feel like, oh, I'm watching a little kid uh, recite something he had read and it's really adorable and cute and, and, you know, we, we kind of like a performance, like, oh, this kid is reciting something, which maybe the closest thing I can connect it to is like bar mitzvah. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, uh, but still it's, uh, I, I, I didn't feel like weird or uncomfortable. It kind of felt like, you know, a lot of Christmas songs also have, 
you know, biblical. Oh, absolutely and, and, true. And, you, know, you know, one of my favorite song is um, the first Noel. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's yeah, which is that's yeah, about as I don't know, it's, as yeah, and I don't know, I like it. it well, I had like I I had a thing. Uh, when was it? I think a little bit after high school. I was I was um, I served in the army because that's something we all need to do. Mm-hmm. I was a very tough uh, IT person in the army. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, have a lot of time because you know you kind of do a nine to five thing that's kind of very sucks out your creativity. So a lot of people like read a lot or write a lot. So I was that was kind of the the period where where I immersed myself in like a lot of culture. I read a lot of books. I watched a lot of movies. That's kind of when I was really getting into uh, film and stuff like that. And I was really interested interested in Christianity because I heard uh, for the first time. Uh, I mean, I was interested. I always I was always interested in culture and stuff like that. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with Greek mythology hmm. uh, and and Jewish mythology. Uh, and then uh, when I grew a little older, between high school and the army, uh, I think um, I watched uh, like a TV version of the stage of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. A great way to learn wow. yeah. Christianity. Yes. yes. <laughs> and my mom was also obsessed with it um, when she was, you know, young in the 70s. Uh, I, I don't... Uh, Israel had, like, a weird um, uh, relationship with that movie because it was shot. The mm-hmm. movie was shot in Israel. Yes. Uh, but I think uh, it was banned or something. I don't know. But but my mom did have the... the um, forgot the word. Laserdisc? The, uh, no, she was young. Uh, Come on, record. record. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we did it. Yes. The, the record and, and she didn't. So anyway, I heard it for the first time and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I started really like being interested in it and reading a lot. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I was kind of obsessed with it in general and uh, in, in, in Christianity and Judaism and kind of the relationship between between them. So, I mean, so all these songs I don't know. They're kind of, they, they have a certain, they're special to me in a certain, uh, odd way. Um, so yeah, so that verse, uh, that Linus, uh, moment, which kind of interesting and magical to me rather than like odd. It was it odd for you. It was, yeah. it was super odd for me because it's, it's interesting. Uh, certainly you bring up mo- a fair amount of Christmas carols are about the birth of the baby Jesus, uh, you know, or, you know, dashing through the snow or what have you. And when one grows up in a kind of non-denominational family that still goes through the, not the motions, but does all of the performative fun aspects of a religious holiday with absolutely none of the religion, um, you tend, or I tended to compartmentalize. Like, mm-hmm. I understood that Christmas was about the birth of the baby Jesus. There were, my grandparents would always have their, you know, their little manger, uh, set up, uh, with the, the, the wise men and the myrrh and all of that and the, mm-hmm. and the little kid in the, in the, in the little stroller or what have you, uh, and the camels. Uh, but, uh, but I didn't necessarily, because we didn't go to church, we didn't really think of it as, a religious holiday 
And no Christmas specials had it. Most importantly, mm. you watch the Rankin Bass specials and it's all about like Santa Claus started his life as a young man who just wanted to bring toys to a town <laughs> that was being ruled by the Burgermeister who said toys were bad. Um, or, you know, like it, it, Pee Wee's having a Christmas party exactly, at his house. Yeah. Exactly. No other American Christmas specials, children's specials for the most part. Had any reference to Jesus ah, at all? That's interesting. There's zero religion in our Molly and you grew up in a more secular household. I, I grew up quite Catholic, and it, it still seemed odd to me that, like, when I was a kid, I assumed that Linus just knew the Bible, and we were just learning this for the first time. <laughs> but I think in one of our revisits for this, someone pointed out, um, perhaps into a microphone or maybe on Twitter, I don't remember, um, that there's a scene earlier where uh, Lucy's like, you need to memorize these lines. And Linus is like, I can't memorize something so quickly. And then she threatens him. And that when he recites that verse at the end, those were the lines he was supposed to memorize. He didn't just have them like just in his heart. Just I think in Nicole, case. Nicole pointed Nicole this out pointed on Twitter. Out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, so. Which, which yeah. makes that at least the, the resolution to like some Linus memorizing his lines B plot. You know, that might be it though. I mean, uh, you're being uncomfortable with that scene because like, you know, in Israel, we study, we have Bible studies. We do, right. we do read it. Uh, it's different. I mean, for more religious people, they, I don't really, they, they study it a little differently. Uh, the way I studied it in high school, uh, my finals were, uh, more, um, kind of an academic studying of the Bible, of how it was uh, in, how to, treated as kind of as a literature um, piece uh, that has uh, kind of interesting uh, ways of analyzing it, uh, both, you know, how, how it was built and you know, how it was written. Uh, we didn't really, you know, we didn't take it as is, as this is this something. It's a historical this, text. This, yeah, yeah, this is from God. But actually, we kind of studying it. My, I remember my teacher, um, you know, she, 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 we were taught it as, look, this is an interesting piece that has to do, uh, with, uh, the people that we are, whether you see it as a religious or ethnic group, it's kind of as a big, uh, discussion, but this is who you are, and this connects to us, and, uh, let's study what it means, let's analyze this. Ooh, this chapter says this, this chapter says that. That was probably written by someone who viewed the world like this. That was, it was really all very, very interested, interesting. Uh, but in general, yeah, you, because you grow up knowing those stories, because you grew up being very attached to it, uh, when, you know, you see a special that shows a character like that, <laughs> that Star Trek character, uh, it had like a character from the Bible. And, uh, and that, that made sense because that's the characters we, we kind of grew up in, you know, when, um, when Prince, Prince of Egypt, uh, by DreamWorks, mm -hmm. uh, came, came out, um, it didn't feel religious. It felt like, you know, oh, this is a story that we know of, kind of a, right. a mythological story that we're very, very familiar with. Folk tales almost. In a, in a way. I mean, again, for, for, for the people that I knew, for me, we were secular. It was, it, it's hard to talk for, you know, all the, um, types of Jewish oh, people that sure. lives over oh, there. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. We we wouldn't ask yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> so it was, it was kind of like, like that. So, and also it's important to kind of mention, that um because we were such a small we were such a small country uh we're very excited when israel or st stuff that has to do with our culture are being mentioned 
mm-hmm. like it's a thing. So like Gal Gadot is like everyone's like crazy about this now. Like it's it's, it's a sensation in Israel that she's big because I can we, imagine, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so you know when you listen to a Christmas song and someone says Israel, it's like <gasps> <laughs> they're talking about me. Everyone gather around the radio. <laughs> like that exactly. So that also has to do with that. Like you know, DreamWorks is making a story about fucking Moses. Holy shit! Like this is ours. <laughs> you know. So, so a lot of Christianity also like feels like, you know, it's, we're part of this in some way. Sure. So it's like, ooh, <laughs> I'm interesting to, to, I'm interested to hear more. But I mean, yeah, so it's kind of a mix of all of these things that, um, yeah, that made it, uh, more of a, of a interesting culture phenomenon rather than. Yeah. Know. I think that, I think the thing is here is that nobody, I feel like, And I mean, certainly there are people who major in religious studies and things of that nature, but certainly in school and growing up, the Bible or the Torah or any religion, studying that, learning about it, analyzing it, that was strictly for religious people. Hmm. If you were a person whose family was religious, then you read the Bible, then you read the Torah, then you had a bat or bar mitzvah or what have you. And if you weren't, then you did not. Um, I love the idea of just regarding Linus's Bible passage as performative and part of like, and actually sort of like heartwarming for non-religious purposes. Yeah. It's a great way to contextualize it. It just, it really, watching it, I'm trying to remember kind of the first time I just, it just seemed to me, yeah, like one of those, you know, specials on TV where like a kid needs to recite a certain passage. And, And also, you know, Charlie does take Charlie Brown does take from it a certain inspiration yes that uh the 30 seconds later flashback yeah <laughs> that, that that is personal <laughs> to him and 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 you know um that resonated with you know with me which is uh you know I'm not religious I don't believe in God uh but I do take some you know my mother when I was a kid she grew up in a religious home uh she does believe in God uh she doesn't care that I don't uh, but she would read to me stories from the Bible when I was a kid, just because they're so fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, not the racist <laughs> things, <laughs> but, uh, although she probably wouldn't care, but, but, uh, still, I mean, uh, this is kind of, I'm like, oh, this resonates with me either in an intellectual level or I can take th- something from this, which is like nice and unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas in my family, I would ask questions about religion and the kind of party line was like, Eh, it's none of our business. Oh, don't worry oh, about wow. it. Like, I, don't I, worry I, about I'm it. interested. What did you did you have any kind of both of you like stud learned in secular schools? Did you have any sort of I don't know teachings that had to do with either I don't know Jesus what, 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 like the, the New Testament or something? I didn't go did to Hebrew. Study? I didn't go to Hebrew school, and I didn't. These are both things. Hebrew school and catechism both existed outside of mm. school. Now, of course, there are private schools that are just like Catholic high mm-hmm. or whatever. And that is more incorporated in, but I went to just a regular, regular mm-hmm. public school. Um, so, and in public school, I mean, like again, around Christmas time in grade school, like little kids school, like there would be, we would cut out snowflakes and shit, mm-hmm. but certainly there would be no real discussion. No. And I'll go off what Josh said about, um, 
like catechism and Hebrew school were separate from your regular ass education. Um, but I went to, my mom was the cantor at our church, at our church. Um, and so there was a, a parish school there that I did not go to. My friends did. Um, but there was a, I think like once a week you could drop your kid off and they would, you know, go through Bible study. And there was a, you know, a confirmation process and a communion process. And uh, I took an English class in public high school where we had to read the Bible over the summer. And then we read a bunch of Steinbeck and like looked at sort of looked at it for sort of biblical sort of themes. Um, and I didn't read the Bible. Sorry, Mrs. <laughs> Reese. Um, but it was and for me, it it was I went through it just because it felt like the thing I had to do because it's what my family did. Um, and so like I had Bible quoted at me every Sunday and I didn't think it was that weird when I saw it in the special, you know, I was just like, yep, that's the Bible. All right. Yeah. Anyway, back to cartoons. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, on the other hand, uh, like one of my favorite cartoons when I was growing up, even though I had zero idea it had any religious content, which is a real testament to how clueless I am, uh, because literally the opening credits, uh, the two main characters set off a firecracker and it makes a cross in the sky, Davy and Goliath, mm-hmm. which I don't know if yeah, you've ever, I don't, I, I, it's, it's 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 familiar to me. Do yourself a yeah. solid. And okay. YouTube some Davy and Goliath. Davy and Goliath was the story of a little boy and his talking, talking dog, dog. Uh, who would get into scrapes, and then everything could be solved by uh, by lessons from the Bible. It's like sort of a cross Wait. between like oh, Rankin. No, no, no. I remember we had one. Not not in our. I remember we had like one channel. It was called Star Star World. I think it, it was kind of Middle Eastern network, which you got all the shows that you didn't get like Buffy and Ooh. all kinds of um what else oh Simpsons we did get Simpsons obviously but they had like um newer episodes over mm-hmm. there so there was one show over there it was kind of a Christian uh channel in the morning that was called Superbook do you know that I don't it's it's do not search it it's weird it's like an anime I'm sure we're gonna get tweets about yeah, it it's, yeah. it's like a Japanese animated uh show about like Christian. It's Superbook is the news. It's night. a Christian anime? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, we're going to look it up. <laughs> this is our new podcast. <laughs> That's what I remember. So I remember watching that. Maybe that was kind of my first introduction to uh, Christianity as that overwhelming, oh, this is very, very religious yeah. uh, sort mm-hmm. of feeling that maybe you had. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't occur to me until it was actually sponsored and created by the Lutheran Church, uh, which, uh, and produced and directed by Art Clokey, who did the Gumby cartoon. Well, not cartoons, mm-hmm. but, uh, claymation. So, but it wasn't until a few years into watching it that it sort of slowly dawned on me, like, oh, this is like super ridiculous religious. Um, and it sort it, and once I was aware of it, I don't know if the first time I saw Charlie Brown Christmas, if that stood out to me, but then certainly as I got older and would watch it again and again, it kind of felt like, oh, this is really trying to, this is almost, it felt like as I got older and more cynical, I kind of felt like, oh, this is like an infomercial for Catholicism, Charlie Brown Christmas. No, we, well, I think, and also we had the strips, like we knew that Charlie Brown wasn't all this. You know, we yes. knew that it wasn't religious most of the time, even though like Sparky kind of had his sort of cr- his Christian convictions and so on. 
Uh, like, because I remember with Veggie Tales, like I was like, these all of my friends are really into something called Veggie Tales. Let me see what that's about. And as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, this is a this is a sugar coated pill. Yeah, and it's delicious, <laughs> and I'll continue to eat it. But it's a pill, you know. But are we, they? Is that pretty? I've actually I've never seen a Veggie Tale. Is it pretty over the head with it? Uh, uh, we should we should have Angela Weber on just to talk about Veggie Tales with us sometime. <laughs> it's yeah, no. Every there's I think there's a there's a Samson episode. There's a song about how God is bigger than the boogeyman and the monsters on TV. Like. There's Whoa. there's some like just straight up like you know it's it's Hamlet but it's omelet you know like some par- parody kind now of that's things. That's funny. I know is is cooks light and fluffy, but um, <laughs> but yeah, there is definitely a lot of sort of quoting the Bible and talking about like how Christ would solve this problem. Um, but they're also like talking vegetables that make like hairbrush jokes, and so that's just so weird. Yeah, I know. Kids, kids, Christian media is is bizarre, and we could talk about it all day. Oh, absolutely! But but yeah, it's interesting. I feel like Charlie Brown Christmas is the only to this day the only American TV Christmas special that still gets rerun. Like I'm sure along the way there have been other Christmas specials. You know whether Kirk Cameron's producing them or whatever. Uh, you know uh, that. That lean to the Jesusy side of Christmas, but that it's a real outlier, Charlie Brown Christmas, because that's it. That's the only religion that you are going to get in a mostly secular landscape. Well, they don't mention like Santa, really. They don't mention a lot of the sort of big figures of oh, Christmas. I mean, uh, uh, there's uh, Lucy does, uh, yeah, very oh, briefly, Santa. and Sally How writes a letter. Wife? Yeah, oh yeah, Sally. Yes, Sally's letter to Santa, and Lucy's like when she's trying to tell Schroeder how to play Jingle Bells. She's like, no, with ho 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 and presents and sleighs and Santa and giving presents to pretty girls mm-hmm. and things of that nature. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really interested to, to, to kind of. Um, how would I react to it as a kid? Because, you know, as an adult, I do see the kids and like, you know, that scene, I, I just thought about it because of that scene with, um, not Lucy, the blonde, uh, Sally, Sally. Sally. with, with Sally, uh, when she's talking about the incentive, like she's, how is your wife? And, and I watch this as an adult, like, oh, those are kids that are kind of, adultified. So, so it's like, mm-hmm. you know, watching, uh, that special, uh, was, you know, did something else to me as an adult. I was watching kids acting as kids and like, wow, they really captured how kids talk and how, you know, it's for me, Linus reciting it. It's, you know, as a kid who just studied it and he's kind of reciting it. So as a kid, I'm trying to think as a kid, what I would think. Uh, but again, as an Israeli kid who watches it from afar from like, this is not my culture, but I'm very, very interested in, Mm -hmm. in this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think in the, oh, go ahead, Molly. Well, and cause you saw it, um, for the first time as, as both an adult and someone who understands animation and how mm-hmm. animation goes. And what was, we haven't really talked to anybody who, you know, we will always call out like, oh, the blandishment was beautiful in this one, but we don't actually know anything about the animation, like blandishment biz. And does that sort of color how you watch specials like this? Oh, I mean, you know, the animation on it, you, you probably notice that it's kind of low tech key. It's, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not, uh, but it, it really does add magic to it. Absolutely. And it's mean, certainly compared to other animations of that time. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, for TV, like, um, when I, I just watched, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving special again, and it's a little too polished and a little too, the animation is a little better, and it's, it's, it, it lacks something. It lacks yep. a certain magic that, uh, the Christmas one has. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times when people ask me about animation, I say that, um, the most surprising thing that I've experienced with animating is that limitations, 
you know, get, gets you creative. The more limitations you have, the more creative you have to be, either with the script or uh, what you do. And sometimes you're not creative, but you make certain mistakes uh, that produce something really, really good. So I think with the Christmas special, I don't know too much about its production, uh, but I do notice that, you know, they didn't have a big budget for it. And that created, you know, um, certain things like, oh, we can't make... Uh, we can create, uh, you know, very, very lush and, uh, great, uh, detailed backgrounds, but that really adds to it yeah. because the backgrounds are really empty and you kind of get, uh, that serene dreamlike, uh, gentle feeling, uh, that this, um, special has. And, and, you know, and the music, I find, oh, helps I mean, yeah. so much. The music provides the lush backgrounds that the blandishment can offer. It's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the, it's just the music is you know, it's it's a whole you know it's a whole other I don't want to say a whole other character because I hate when people say that <laughs> it's kind of no it actually it really but it really it's yeah we just watched uh, or our last episode and the last thing we watched was the second uh, Charlie Brown movie uh, Snoopy Come Home and it was the first Charlie Brown animated thing to not have Vince Guaraldi's mm. music. And you miss you it. Mean, oh, totally! It Ooh. is a complete. It becomes a completely different beast. And it was the, the Sherman Brothers who did the Mary Poppins music and like all the Disney mm-hmm. stuff. And so it's not like they got like just some nobodies. They got like professional cartoon scoring dudes. And it was it just. I think because kind of that that melancholy and that sort of room to breathe was just missing. Because at every moment they're like, we're just pelting oh, you yeah, with you words need, and you friendship need, you need a, and you need a jazz Yeah, <laughs> you need him. No, because you know. Sherman Brothers are, you know, very Disney and very warm mm-hmm. and very, you know, it's like mm, this is not, not this. It's the not. wrong universe. And, and the 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 Christmas episode of this podcast that we recorded a year ago, prior to this one, we saw a live production of it, and the music was performed live by members of the cast. Like Pigpen would walk over on cool. hit the bass and stuff. Like the it was really beautiful. And the music one. truly was another character in in the play because mm-hmm. Schroeder would be like, "Well, I have to go over here now, clonkety clonk," you know, and because cool. that's what piano sounds like. <laughs> That that, that was also like one of the biggest, um, you know, things when I created uh, the Stranger Things uh, Peanuts uh, thing that one of the biggest challenges was to create, you know, the theme that we needed to sound like we we can't use the theme because, you know, YouTube. Right. uh, Right. uh, as close as you can get without getting sued. Yeah, and and you know it was really important. Like I kept saying to the composer, we need something. We, I I want people to not re- even realize this is not the theme. Like it mm-hmm. needs to sound so much like it that people are like yeah yeah I, I recognize this is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Like no, it's not. I mean yes it is, <laughs> but and uh so, so yeah so that was a very very interesting experience to kind of uh be inside of that. That was the first time you know I created the first scene of uh, Will Byers. And Dustin as, uh, Charlie and Linus. And, and, and then when I put the, the theme that he gave to me, that was like, oh, yeah, this is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there's something wrong with me, Dustin. I like that I'm not trapped in the upside down and hiding from monsters anymore, but I'm still not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. In the pro- on the production side of it, because of course the technology that you are using uh, to make this mashup is a zillion billion kajillion times more sophisticated than what they had to make Charlie Brown Christmas. Obviously, 
what did you have to do on the production side of things to because the look of it is damn near perfect. Thank you. I mean, it really is. It, for the music uh, we just discussed, but even the actual sort of the actual vibe that it gives off is very, very close to the original. What did you find you had? Was there were there points in the process where you looked at it and you were like, "Oh, this is too nice. This is too, <laughs> this is too." Good. Oh, I mean, because Flash uh, does uh, tend to get a little uh, too smooth and too. Um, uh, digitalized yep. like too mm-hmm. too much because you know Flash because they use a lot of tweens like uh, tweening is uh, it's a whole thing Google it <laughs> but uh, but yeah but but I mean yo the, the, if you watch it again there are some parts where it's just a little too smooth uh, and uh, I tried you know I use cutout animation uh, in my uh, when when I create the Flash. In some parts it was like no I have to do frame by frame here because otherwise it wouldn't look as you know, organic and, and rugged and good like the original. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was one scene, um, because the walk cycle, of course, that's stuff I had to create. I'm trying to think if there's, yeah, there was one that was kind of in the very first where, um, Will is talking to Dustin and Dustin kind of, uh, looks at him. And, uh, I created my own sort of blink because, you know, I have like, uh, the w- way of a character's blinking. I was like, this doesn't look, like it and i removed a couple of frames and actually kind of made it like I, i'm doing quotation like worse yeah. it just looks yeah. better because it looks exactly like that uh also uh when we recorded the sound record a few kids it was awesome they were perfect they were great uh and i sent my dad is a music uh technician and he helped me sometimes uh and i sent it to him i was like give it like a 60s filter sort of sound yeah, uh, because mm. otherwise it sounded just. I was I was listening to it. I was like, this is not good. This sounds too clear. This sounds too. I was like, okay, can you kind of make it a little? You know, give it a bit of a vinyl sort of um, scratchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like it was recorded onto a tape yeah, and not a yeah. hard drive. Yeah, and, and just it's so unnoticeable, but 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 it, it it exists and it's there and it gives it and it gives it another kind of texture and layer. And uh, yeah, even you know, there's a there's a point where he's yelling. Kind of like, isn't there anyone? Who t- right. <laughs> and 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 he, he, you know, he backed up from the microphone a little bit, and the sound is just slightly different, but it works because that's the way it was then. Isn't there anyone who can help me get over this crippling anxiety? And you used adults to do the voices of the characters. No, you did the kids. No. children. It's, it's kids. Those straight up kids. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's great. Uh, we tried adults, and we're like, no. That yeah, doesn't. That is, that's definitely a big chunk of the, uh, secret sauce recipe for a peanut special. Yeah, yeah. Is the, the kid, which is something we've pointed out a million times. Kids who seem to be trained to say one word at a time. It was really yeah. interesting because th- those were kids who wanted to be actors. I found them in LA casting and they were just a little too good because they want to be actors. And I'm like, listen, you, you know, the peanut special. Just act less, <laughs> you know. You need right. to you need to act like like they, they. I know it's not fun, and you know you're better than this, but you know you will be appreciated for this because you know it's exactly like that. So we listened to the t- to, to the recordings a few times, and they were just kind of just kind of making everything a little um more rugged, a little more uh, organic, kind of rough just, around the edges. Yeah, a it's little, like yeah. I, w- I don't want to say less good because it's not. I mean, it, but it's less just, sophisticated. There's kind of a, a polish. No way. That, it kind of, yeah. you know, you need to do something that sounds like the '60s. So, <laughs> so obviously, but it was, it was just, it was fun. It was really, it was really a great project. And did, really did you have to show them the source material, or did these? No, I mean, oh, they all, knew it. All okay. the kids knew it. Okay. Uh, I, I did ask them to kind of hear it again, just mm-hmm. so they can, 
you know, um, re re remember it. But no, all of them, you know, all of them knew it. That makes exactly. me so glad. Very good. Uh, this uh, hopefully this is not going to come across as the dreaded uh, to all creatives. Where do you get your ideas? Question. But I am curious <laughs> when it occurred to you that you could jam together Stranger Things. This, and this, this Brown. is actually interesting because you know I was. It's been a while since we created something because you know w- everything we created uh, was kind of a big cultural phenomenon, and you know we love doing things that we like, but we also want to address stuff that people will recognize. You know, even if there's a show that we really like and want to create something around, if a, if if there isn't a big audience for it, we'll like oh, we don't have anything interesting to say about it. Because something about a creation being so popular also helps. Like um, when when I did I did like a Thor and Arrested Development mashup, mm-hmm. and it's not just oh Thor is popular, like let's make something with it, but its popularity is also what makes it a little more a little funnier. Yes. It's kind of hard. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it, it makes it, uh, makes me want to kind of, uh, break it a little more because, you know, Thor, you know, attaching Arrested Development to it is a type of, um, tension breaking of the franchise because the Thor franchise, at least then, the new movies. The new movie looks like a the, trip to Wackadoo the, the Junction. New movie, yeah, the new movie looks like it did that to itself in a yes. way. It's parroting itself, but parroting something I always felt, uh, when it works, um, with a certain franchise, it's because, you know, Thor, Orange is the New Black, it all breaks a certain tension that these shows have. I'm like, oh, that was too much. Okay. I need to, to watch something funny that has to do with it. And, and it, and it, and it works. Um, so, I mean, and, and it being so big and grand is part of, it's part of that. Uh, now I, we knew that we wanted to make, but, but there weren't so many big things now because, uh, there's there's so much content and people watching so many different things but stranger things was this kind of phenomenon yeah and i was like i need to make something with it but i, I was it was i was kind of at the time where i didn't have a lot of inspiration and i started talking with a friend of mine who like watches my video and helps me out and stuff like that and we're like okay we need to attach something with stranger things and i explained to her a little bit about my process which is we need to pick something that would work great as a tension breaker as like this would um you know, dissemble uh, the pressures that this, you know, piece of art has upon itself in a way, which in Stranger Things is that. It's like very scary and very like big. But also uh, one of the things that we love doing is kind of um, creating a new story, not just, okay, this is a mashup with this, but more like, you know, in Orange is the New Black, you know, now Elsa needs to pay for her, for her, you know, show show what she did. So she, she goes into, she goes to prison. So something like that. So we ran a few uh, ideas and she says peanuts and I'm like, oh, that's, that's the horrible idea. Everyone does mashups with peanuts. Not animated, but you know, on t-shirts and stuff like that. Sure. You always see the t-shirt with the peanuts. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and I was like, well, thank you anyway. And then I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, God bless her soul. Well, anyway, w- w- I went to sleep and then I think it was like 3 a.m. I woke up. Like, Orin, Orin, I woke him up. Like, I have an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> and it, it was because I was like, I was like, peanuts. And then I thought about Charlie Brown. And then I thought about uh, Will Byers. And I was like, oh, holy shit. We have something because he will probably, like, he, he, they finished, uh, spoilers. They finished, you know, the, the second season, the, the first season, uh, with like a big question mark of, ooh, how will this affect him? I mean, it must affect him like that. And I'm like, oh, let's do, you know, it, it kind of came to place in the middle of the night when I, when I thought about his character and what we can do with it. Like, ooh, we can do like a whole thing about, 
you know, him needing to deal like with his melancholy post all the horrible things that happened to sure. him. <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, and I like that idea because it feels like, um, you know, the second season has a certain atmosphere to it. Like the second season that we invented in the peanuts one yeah. has a certain atmosphere to it. And that atmosphere is, is peanuts like, so it looks like peanuts. That, that's sort of the, the, the idea that I wanted. So I told her, yeah, we're doing it. Thank you. Yeah. Remember, remember when I told you your idea was terrible? <laughs> well, it's been this millionaires. She's happy. Oh, I bet. Um, what I really, one of the things, there's a lot that I like about it, but one of the things I really like about uh, Merry Christmas, Will Byers is that I find that when people decide they are going to parody or stick it to peanuts, um, that they are going to ramp up the cynicism oh, yes. and the grand yeah. guggenol of it. Like there's, I don't remember if it was on Saturday Night Live or Mad TV or some shit, but it was like, it's a great pumpkin parody. Only the great pumpkin kills oh, everyone. Robot chicken. Oh, it was Robot Chicken. Yes. <laughs> it kills everyone. Or like Saturday Night Live. It's like, oh, the wait. We How could, did we fix the tree? All we I can did fix was wave the, my arms. I just waved my arms around and now we all have like awesome cars or whatever. Like there is a, there is a, there's a real mean streak and I'm very impressed and psyched that you were able to take something as horrifying and as scary. And yes, uh, a character coughs up a worm. And yes, Snoopy is the dodecahedron or whatever the fuck. The, the, yeah, good. Uh, that guy. Uh, but. Nobody gets their faces ripped off. No, and of course, the one thing that I do know about Stranger well, I learned a lot more about Stranger Things from that three, uh, three minutes and 15 seconds. I already knew that it didn't work out great for Barb. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's something that you have to address head on. Uh, but for the most part, there was still a real nice, warm feeling to it. Did you find when you were making it, there were times where you had to go, Okay, I'm going to pull back a little because it what I like is the stranger things doesn't necessarily step on the peanutsness and vice versa. Yeah. Oh, uh, and in most of the things that I do, uh the idea is to never uh you know, I don't want to uh it's it's not offend, it's it's like I don't want to rip apart anything because um not because you know, it's not the idea of oh, it doesn't deserve it. It's that it's not very funny. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's like, oh, okay, that was the easiest thing to do. Uh, with Stranger Things also, you know, with, with the Peanuts one, uh, the things that always people, a lot of times, I think last year or two years ago, someone asked me, Ooh, do a Rick and Morty video. And like, but it's already yeah. a parody of it's, I mean, it's already funny. Uh, and, and that's kind of the thing with Peanuts. Peanuts is funny. Peanuts is a comedy. Like it, it's a lot of things, but it's, first of all, it's, it, it has a very, very strong humor. And that's what I wanted to use with the stranger thing. The idea was to kind of, uh, implement that humor and those idea onto stranger things. I mean, stranger things was the, the uh, series that I want wanted to not spoof or make fun of, but kind of, uh, you know, uh, do something to that would relax it a little, that would curb it a little bit. And that's, you know, that's why it's funny. Uh, to kind of do something to a strange thing because it's, 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 it's so big and so kind of, uh, so tense and so, so dark. Tense. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, so to break of, the tension. Yeah. So kind of curve, curve that is, is, was the idea. Uh, but the peanuts, uh, was like the stronger 
uh, comedic of the two of them. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't need to put more on that. I needed, I didn't need to create, uh, something edgy or crazy to the penis character because that's not funny. And, th- and the humor comes from that. When he coughs up the worm, the humor comes from Dustin, you know, not taking it seriously. Oh, you should see a psychologist. You should see a psychologist. Right. That's something very peanuts. Yes. And, uh, you know, again, Barb at the end, she says good grief. You know, yeah. even though she looks like she looks like it's like I took something like very horrifying from from Stranger Things and I peanutified it, you know, to make it uh funny like that. And that's also where the warmth come from. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it, it's it's not I didn't need to curb myself because it was there like everything like it, that was the idea from the start to to bring the humor from the peanuts from, uh you know, uh Will goes to his mother and she's talking to him with those, with the, you know, the trombone wah 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 things. That was enough. Yes. Uh, trying to think about other places where it could have been like edgier, bigger. Oh, you know, again, Snoopy Demogorgon, he's not really doing anything. He's Snoopy. No, and he makes the Snoopy noise. <laughs> was that who? who, who Me. Uh, oh, wonderful. <laughs> Mad applause. That was a great simulation of the classic Melendez. <laughs> yeah. we, got, we did a live episode once where we asked the whole crowd to make that noise, and yeah, it was nice. just the most satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I also did the wah-wah-wah. Very nice. Very good. Thank you. Um, Do do you find, like, now that you've kind of cracked the Christmas special open and kind of, I don't want to say scooped out all its good parts. It's not (laughs) not what you do. You didn't tell me you were going to kill it. (laughs) No, not. But do you you think it will change your relationship to the sort of original sort of uncut special? Something that always happens uh, when we create stuff is it becomes ours in a way. And it's very, very weird because it's not. So now every time we see, like, we went to, I don't know, Hot Topic or something, and we looked at the Funko Pops, and we saw, like, Stranger Things characters, and we're like, hey, oh, right, it's not ours. (laughs) 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 And and little lesser with the peanuts one but but yeah like now i i I was i was in an uber and there was like a commercial for something that used like the peanuts um voices and special and music uh i don't know for what it was uh but 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 hearing that was also like it was weird because it's mine now it's mine yeah Yeah. sort of it's like yeah and it's just in in that sense i don't view uh you know the special in a different, I don't view it in very differently as much as, you know, certain parts. We watched it again yesterday and, you know, he's raising up, Charlie Brown raising up his hand and saying, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And that was odd because, you know, we, we took that, you yep. know, that moment exactly. Uh, so it was like, it's always that weird relationship of, uh, you know, it's mine now. Uh, to better, for better and for worse. I mean, when there were parodies that didn't do so well, um, it made me not be able to watch uh, the movie or the show that I spoofed for a while because I, 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 th- I what was it? I don't remember which one, but um, I th- maybe the Star Wars one because it didn't do so well, though we love it. Uh, so it was kind of hard watching the, the some characters for a while, but, you know, it, it changes. Uh, because how many times would you say you watched the Charlie Brown Christmas when you were Ooh. making <laughs> it, it's it's kind of hard to say because you know we we watched the whole thing like twice uh and then certain parts of it so I mean uh the whole thing I remember twice uh but the certain parts of it 
a lot of times. I can't say a million. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Right. Like we 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 needed to kind of um, decide which parts are we gonna use. What you know what it, we didn't we don't really work like that where we're like okay we'll take this part and this part and this part. We're like okay this is the story. Uh, and this could echo that scene, and this could echo that scene. The reason why I ask is because uh, I, I, I on Twitter uh, yesterday I was like, oh, and and watch the special, and I provided a link uh, before you come in, <laughs> and then the immediately when I did that, I was like. Oh, you probably never need to see this special again, <laughs> but I'm very curious because you were so in the trenches with it uh, for a time to revisit it yesterday. I'm curious if anything new stood out or if you had a di- if just anything popped out at you hmm. that you did not notice in your previous a zillion times. Can it even reveal new things to you at I'm this point? I'm trying to think. Um I think I was surprised by how long uh, the Lucy and Charlie backstage scenes were. I don't remember them that long. As far as putting up the pageant? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember they're that long. Uh, I did. That's something I did notice also for the first time, that a lot of it is just like all kinds of scenes sewn in together for this, which also what makes it work so well. Um I, I I don't know why I, I watched it like late at night with my husband like in bed we were watching it uh, in an iPad and uh I I was really enchanted by them going to pick a tree sort of um scene and they're saying oh do they still make uh wooden trees and they have like those metal and plastic ones i was like what happened in the 60s because <laughs> what happened in the 60s is plastic, that we, huh? pl- we got really into extruding things uh, <laughs> as a nation uh it became a cornerstone of our of our <laughs> national gross product uh but uh yeah i think i we it's sort of that post atomic age american theory which is Anything we make in a factory is better than nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and convenience. And like, now you don't have to go and chop down a tree. You can just buy this one and put it in your basement every mm-hmm. year and then pull it back out. I remember like fake Christmas trees that still look like trees. Mm-hmm. I don't. I did not live in a time where there were a solid cone of aluminum. Uh, my mom, yeah, my mom like had one. Really, wow. Yeah. Just like a, just like a cone. Yeah. It was a, just a giant bottle brush that was silver and like the height of a man. Wow. And you, you like, you decorated them with like gloves on because the little aluminum sort of leaves or needles or whatever were Dangerous. actually quite sharp. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Like if you fell onto one, it was like paper cuts all over your eyes. Yeah. So, so that scene, specifically that like, huh, you know, this is a, an interesting cultural pinpoint there that we can't identify with anymore but it has to do with the time it was really really interesting and also um in the last year i i I don't know i got really really into like uh 60s mode and uh you know mid-century stuff so also suddenly that seemed like ooh, (laughs) those trees (laughs) that's the thing those trees i mean certainly charlie brown's like all of these are terrible and i want this good little tree which which is a lovely sentiment but definitely i remember you know, the couple of times that we've reviewed it for the show, Molly and I both being like, oh, those no, those trees are fucking dope. They're fresh to death. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I want a whole room just full of solid aluminum cone trees <laughs> that are pink and shiny. And apparently hollow. Yeah. You know, and also, I, 
I guess I, I, in a way, you know, again, in Israel, we don't celebrate Christmas, but it's kind of a, a thing for, you know, uh, younger people to be like, ooh, we, we're, we're cool. We're like America. Let's buy a Christmas tree. Like saying Merry Christmas to each other and, you know, December 25th. Uh, and yeah, I remember like I did, like I, I moved, uh, to a new apartment at the time. Uh, and I did, and it, it was just at the end of December and I was like, Ooh, I'm, I'm doing like a Christmas party at my house. It was like a novelty kind of, uh, you know, thing. That's fascinating. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I guess it's, it, again, I guess it has to do more with, you know, television and movies and stuff like that. Right. You know, because, uh, oh, I, th- yeah, I remember because, um, you know, uh, we did like the party and someone brought like a little photo because we, we decorated the tree and someone brought a little photo of Ross as, uh, the Hanukkah armadillo. <laughs> I, so, that's very good yeah, yeah. so because we, the, the, you know the, this is our culture like you, you know the the christmas for us is more a tv hollywood yeah. movie thing look at us we're having a christmas yeah so i mean yeah it's plastic christmas and maybe that that scene also resonated with me <laughs> because of that because for us it's like it's it's necessarily plastic and, and not ours uh, and you know, and you know, we, I, I think we do view it as kind of, um, more, oh, sorry, different, not wood, but artificial. Yes. Right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, like more artificial, uh, because a lot of, um, the Christmas content, a lot of the Christmas special are about that, about, yeah. oh, everything is commercial. We need to remember the real reason. Like, I would say that most of our exposure is to that sentiment of Christmas got commercial. Uh, and we need to bring it back to the way it was, uh, which is, you know, um, odd because I don't remember, I don't know what it was before. <laughs> right. The only conceptualization you have of Christmas is as a plastic thing in a box, basically, that's taken out once a yeah, year. Yeah, but, but that isn't the real meaning of Christmas. That's, that's what I know about it. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the most fun parts about it are wrong somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. I, I mean, and it's interesting because it feels like a lot of the Peanuts specials are about these kids get this idea of what it is to perform. Like, I, it's Christmas and I'm supposed to be happy, but I'm not, which I think is like the first line of this special. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't me. know what's wrong with me. You know, I, I mean, another sentiment I can think of, maybe, that has to do with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Christmas, Halloween, all these holidays, you know, they're movie holiday. They're very glamorous. They're very like America. Ooh. And, uh, our holidays, it's not that they're lesser, is that, you know, um, every time we kind of, uh, connect a certain special with like Jewish holidays, it's, it's, it's immediately funny. You know, it's immediately <laughs> like, looks like a funny parody. Like, uh, I remember a friend of mine, uh, did like a little, um, Nightmare Before Christmas parody where he accidentally goes into the, you know, Jack Skellington's goes into like, um, I don't remember, it was, ha- I think Hanukkah. Uh, Hanukkah town. Yeah, Hanukkah town is like, just like a Ukrainian Jewish town from the, the from, from the 18th century and something like that. And everything is kind of boring, but they do have that little menorah or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's always, it's a scheduling. Uh, it's always been like a scheduling confusion, uh, I think, on uh, Gentiles' parts. It's like, well, it's right, it's right around Christmas, so it's basically Jewish Christmas. And I'm like, no, it's no. not. It just happens to fall in the same month, which, by the way, we don't even regard as the same month. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, it's just it's just kind of that. I mean, maybe I don't know. It's a Jew. I, it's it's a generally a Jewish thing to make fun of yourself, I guess. But also because it feels so small and for so like our little small 
uh, country, it's it's funny when it's mentioned. It's funny when it's mentioned on Friends. Yeah. It's funny when it's, um, you know, whenever like Jewish or Jewish holidays are mentioned, it kind of... It feels more like, at least for us, like a like a quirk, like a funny little uh, quirk, not like the big, massive, you know, Christian holidays. Right. There are no parade, not necessarily like. There's not a Passover, thanks Macy's Day parade with like yeah. showgirls <laughs> in the Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and and you know, here there's sort of. I think the thing that is so refreshing about the the Charlie Brown Christmas special, a Charlie Brown Christmas. What's the title? Who cares? You know, the Charlie Brown Christmas one. This. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> It kind of taps into this feeling like it's okay to be exhausted by Christmas because, like, I think one of the later, like, the Easter special or something mentions, like, it's Easter and the Christmas decorations are already up. And Charlie Brown pokes a lot. The Charlie Brown universe pokes a lot at, like, we get a lot of Christmas in America. and We get it for a long time. And it wears out its welcome before it's here. And it's okay to feel drained by that because it's just everywhere. But it sounds like... Just you get sort of the best parts of Christmas, just the festivities and the artifice mm-hmm. and the thing, the sort of candy wrapper that makes it fun without any, any of the like obligation to like, why are we really doing this? Sure. You know, uh, I, if- I think it's also it's a similar feeling in your birthday, I think. Hmm. Yeah, like it's 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 Christmas, but it, I remember watching it and also feeling this is how when I was a kid, when I I'm here when, as an adult, I don't I don't feel that anymore. But as a kid, uh, birthday was also kind of you know, nervous, like it's a big thing and it's about you and it's, you have to be happy. And if it's bad, it's like, that's maybe, you know, the, the biggest thing that I can think of, you know, as, as a Jewish person living, um, you know, in Israel, you know, I was talking about Passover, but actually birthdays is the thing that I can think is closest to that sort of feeling of melancholy. And then it's over and you kind of get this, uh, you know, aftershock. Right. The birthday hangover. This feeling like on this one day, I have to be happy. And if I'm, because I feel like if you say to someone, if they go, how was your birthday? And you go, oh, it wasn't great. They go, oh, no, no. (laughs) What happened? But like, you can't control when it is in the year. You can't control what else is going on in your life around then. And it's like a natural thing to just feel bummed. And like the Christmas season in America, like this year, Target, the store Target, like put down their foot. Like we will not allow Christmas to creep into other holidays. Just kidding. Here it is. Uh, But (laughs) there's sort of this feeling of like the Christmas creep that they mentioned in retail environments. Uh, I have a question. What is your other, what's your favorite um, Christmas special? Could be TV, could be. That's, that is not uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, go ahead, Mom. Yeah. Um, I have a real soft spot for a Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas. Oh, <laughs> I think we, I, I, you know, when I was a kid, as a kid, when I was a very, very young child uh, living here, uh, I was told I was obsessed with Pee Wee. Really? Uh, obviously. Yeah. yeah, because I grew up here and my, my mom was always like, oh, you were always like, Pee Wee. <laughs> so, uh, but, but, uh, this special, we did watch it. I mean, as I, the, I remember it. I probably watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. But, uh, I remember, as I remember, I, I watched it with my husband also for the first time last year. And wow. it was so weird. Oh, it's the weirdest. Oh, yeah. It's the one when, he, when he's on a sleigh and he's like, Magic Johnson. What right. a crash course your husband got last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 you have no idea. Oh, Harry Potter mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, what else? All kinds of. Oh, Doctor Who. Was there some occasion like we're going to just dunk you in a big old bath of America? He doesn't like being forced into watching things. Oh, I feel And he was kind of because there was not a lot of very interesting new things that we were very excited with. We were like, let's do all of this now. Let's find some old things. Yeah, it was fun. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, fun factoid. My parents' first five dates were to see Pee-wee's Big Adventure in theaters. Oh, 
They went to dinner at a different place and they were like, now what? I guess Pee Wee. Yep. <laughs> there was oh, no, it explains a, a lot about this. It's really very good. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my favorite Christmas things are probably, uh, I will watch any version of a Christmas Carol. I love mm. that story so much. My particular favorite version, uh, is the Albert Finney musical version, Scrooge, which is very seventies, very, very br- It's almost like a hammer horror movie only for Christmas. And he's it's, scary. It is, it is pretty scary. No, but I then, mean, he is. Who's that? Albert Finney. Oh yeah. He's scary. He's, he is a, he is, he is one of best Scrooge in my mind. Uh, and then the sentimental favorite, uh, uh, when we go home for Christmas used to be It's a Wonderful Life. But the thing is with It's a Wonderful Life is that it is long as life itself. Uh, so it is difficult to be like, let's throw this on because then you look up and it's mm. like, oh, it's New Year's. Uh, but, uh, White Christmas, uh, <laughs> yes. with, uh, with Danny Kay mm, and Bing Crosby. Um, it just, you put that on and then you just start crying for 90 minutes. It's, uh. Yeah. It's, like by the end, like you're wearing a scarf and you're holding a thing of eggnog and you're not sure how that happened. Yes. <laughs> just. And uh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, uh, I forgot. Well, I, mm. I I'll say then that you know, as I was talk- talking, I like Christmas. I like holiday specials. I would wait for them as a kid. Uh, when you know, when we got sitcoms and there was a holiday, I just I liked it so much, uh, especially if there was snow and stuff like that because we didn't get snow mm-hmm. in Israel. Sure. And uh, uh, every year since um, me and my husband uh, became together, uh, we do like um, every Christmas we did. Uh, like a medley of all kinds of Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched the South Park, uh, the first one sure. where they sing the songs and stuff like that. Uh, I try to remember what other stuff we watched. Oh, that, that's just the only one, the, 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 the first one that kind of stick in my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, like the first, <laughs> he, 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 the first like mixtape thing, like CD he created for me was actually like Christmas songs. Oh, uh-huh. December, like all kinds of, uh, bands doing like, you know, all kinds, their versions of Christmas stuff and stuff like that. I like Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I watch, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, even though it's more a Halloween thing. Sure. I, I view it more as a Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, movie. That's fair. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, it's both. It, like, it, re- it represents the bridge yeah. over Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a special. Uh, I, I'll need to think there's, about it. Just, there's, I'm sure there's like a Christmas specials wiki at this point. Wouldn't oh, you yeah. think? <laughs> yeah. I just remember what I was going to say about, um, it's a wonderful life. Um, my, cause my, the first time I ever saw that movie, um, it was, I was the oldest, I, I guess I continue to be the oldest child in my family. <laughs> Good work. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, I don't, don't know. Don't let them catch up to you. <laughs> um, but so I was the first one to unlock the whole Santa thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's sort of the rite of passage where you go to your parents like, Hey mom, I don't think Santa's a thing. And they will in some way say, well, now every, you're Santa. Now you're part of the magic or whatever it is. This is my parent voice. <laughs> um, but so my parents were like, yeah, you're right. There's no Santa. Um, we are Santa. And now you are Santa, and your brother asked for this uh, Connects Screaming Serpent roller coaster, which has 300 parts, and we don't know how to put it together. So could you help Santa out and build this thing? So I sat down at the foot of their bed and assembled this roller coaster while It's a Wonderful Life was playing on a loop on Turner Classic Movies, and I watched it three times to get a sense of how long it took to build this roller coaster. I feel nauseous. And so I, yeah, I steeped in Christmas like as much as possible. Like, hey mom, I don't think Santa. Yes, Santa. Now you Santa. <laughs> Great, get to work. Sort of a Santa Claus kind of situation. It was, I, 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 um, a few years ago, I lived in Jerusalem because I was studying uh, animation. Uh, I wrote and uh, grabbed a few friends to kind of create uh, drawings for each passage. Uh, and a Hanukkah version of The Night Before Christmas. 
Get yeah. out. Yeah. Really? Like, now I remember, I, I just remembered it <laughs> with like Judas Maccabeus as, you know, as uh, Santa, he comes over and he's like hot. And, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. Great. That's, a, that's my Halloween costume yes, next year. I'll show hot it Judah to you. Yeah, he's, he's sexy. And, uh, <laughs> there's a whole passage about that. And it's like, and he brings a uh, lot case and, and uh, jelly donuts to the good kid, bo- good boys and girls. This is my kind of. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, say, I'll send that to you. So yeah, so that was I don't know. I like I like Christmas. I like making like Jewish parodies about that. Uh, yeah. Did I you just, ever find yourself wondering? Because I did, and maybe yes. you didn't. Because there, were, when I was growing up, I would often ask my mom or my dad, like, "Well, when is there going to be a Charlie Brown Hanukkah?" <laughs> like, when is there going to be a Charlie Brown? Like, it didn't occur to me until many years later, like, oh, I see. The official religion of America is <laughs> Catholicism or one of its offshoots. I mean, again, you, ha- I never, we never wonder this because we assume that the default is that we, we do not deserve specials. <laughs> it's like, we're too small. We're, we're a very small country, a very small religion. It's like, if we get something, ooh, wow. It's like, you know, uh, it's, it's a very special occasion where that happens. We did not, I don't think we ever expect yeah. that to happen. I think Rugrats had like a Hanukkah special and we're like, yes, whoa. Yes, that was a big deal. I even, I was a little, far too old for it at that point, but even I was like, well, it's just being too goddamn long coming. Uh, up until that point, the only memory that I have of a mention of Hanukkah in an American Christmas special is Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, where Big Bird stays up all night to see if Santa shows up or not. Um, it's really wonderful. And the first 20 minutes of it are the Muppets ice skating, which is great. Um, but uh, there is literally... Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the Sesame Street canon, sure. but there's this guy, Mr. Hooper. Uh, he runs the general store. Uh, and, uh, it takes up all of like 1.000 seconds of the special. Uh, he says to one of the humans, uh, Merry Christmas, Bob or whoever. And Bob says with like a knowing look, like, Happy Hanukkah, Mr. Hooper. <laughs> and Mr. Hooper makes a face like, How do you know? Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, don't, don't tell anyone. Shut up. Shut up. Oscar's been eyeing me very suspiciously. Bob, reunion. It's fine. <laughs> but, but that was it. That was yeah. it. It was only sort of like a lip service thing. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, 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 it is that. It is kind of, you know, we view it as something more funny than, and kind of a quirk and kind of a, you know, on the side rather than this Sounds deserves good. a big like an oh you remembered yeah something yeah. like that you never call <laughs> <laughs> it's okay yeah, it's 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 kind of like that I'm trying to think about another you know the, the I want to see that Star Trek Hanukkah special shit, so bad. I want to see how I, 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 I need to find it oh I'll I'll send that to you that we'll actually, put that in the show notes that, if that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's actually in English uh, that one I it is on YouTube but it I don't think it has subtitles that's okay, okay. but it's like it's 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 weird it's weird it's just so cool but if I if I'll remember other uh, Christmassy or Hanukkah Israeli specials that I don't know exist I'll think about that. Well, thank you so much, Lee. This has been Yay. this has been really wonderful. Is there anything you would like to pu- 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 plug? Before I mean, we go? yeah. There's my uh, channel, uh, YouTube.com uh, slash Only Lee O N L Y L E I G H, and I'm also on Twitter L E I G H L A H A V. That is my name over there. And you have a Patreon. Oh yes, that exists. <laughs> Just I hadn't made a video for so long. I'm like, we'll pay. 
But uh, yeah, look for only Lee O N L Y L A I G H on Patreon if you wanna pay me and kind of uh, convince me to create something new. Talk her into it yes. with money, Support money, the money, money, money. Yes. tens and twenties, <laughs> tens and twenties. I'm Josh Kagan. I'm Molly Lewis, and our very special guest has been Leela Hav, and this has been Peanuts Gallery. Happy holidays. Uh,